I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome warrior, you're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, Fertility Warrior. How are you? I am thrilled that you are jumping in to listen to this episode. And let me tell you, if you tune in to the end, I will give you the link to something free that is super cool. One of the coolest things I've ever created. But I wanted to jump in and talk about like, what exactly am I here for? What am I here to do? And I guess in some degree, how do I do that? As I said, I've got a link to a free PDF that you'll probably want to download at the end. But I haven't really introduced myself. I haven't really talked about my story that much recently. So I've definitely felt like it was worth just taking a step back and let's just reintroduce ourselves. So as many of you may know, my journey started in 2012. If you go back to the very, very, very first episode, we've got more than 100 now, that was me sharing my journey at a I guess a more deeper and longer level, but my journey started in 2012 and it it was such a cliche, seriously. I'm sure many of you also have a very similar story, but Ross and I are high school sweethearts and we moved out from home when we were very young. He had just turned 20 when we moved out of home. So we lived together for a very long time and we only finally got married when I hit 28. But then when we hit 30... We did Christmas in Paris, New Year's Eve in New York, and we went on this round-the-world whirlwind trip. And so it was almost like, you know, check, I've got married, check, we've bought a house, check, we've gone on a holiday. What is next on the list of things that I feel like I should be accomplishing in my life? That would be have a baby. And it was, you know, really scary for us to say, let's start trying to conceive. I don't think there's ever a perfect moment to do that. And so I had just turned 30. We started trying to conceive. Y'all, I was so cocky. I was convinced that we would conceive straight away. I started seeing a naturopath in preparation and we did a three-month, like, diet and cleanse. We took all these supplements to get my body in tip-top shape. I'm such a type A and, like, I realise it more and more as the older that I get, but I'm such a type A personality that I was like let's check off and do all of the right things and that way we'll fall pregnant in the first month and this will be really easy and really fun and the long story short is well fuck it didn't happen and not only did it not happen on the first month but also the second third fourth month you know going on and we found ourselves at a fertility clinic and I don't know about you but infertility started being harder and harder on me at around month four. By month six of trying to conceive, I was super freaking panicked. I was, I bought these cheap ovulation tester strips, which I feel were actually a super fucking waste of time off eBay. And I would burn through, I bought pregnancy ones and ovulation ones, and I burnt through them all so quickly. I was seriously using, I think, multiple ones per day 
reach out to me on Instagram if you've had this same thing. And it was about month six that I really started to panic that something was going drastically wrong. Then we got to month 12, we were at a fertility clinic and our first appointment was Valentine's Day. And then the long story short is there were no like super red flags on our journey. And by this time, I was a hot mess. We hadn't told anyone about our journey and I was like not coping. I thought I was strong. I wasn't strong. I was suppressing all of my feelings. I was trying to get through the work day, but actually infertility was on my mind 24-7. I felt like I had no one I could talk to on my journey or at least no one I could talk to who would understand. And actually all of the people who I then did tell, it was almost like I had to give them a, like a lesson Every time I spoke to them, they were super, like, they just asked me a bunch of questions and it wasn't like I was receiving support. It was like I was giving everyone a science lesson and basically an update of my journey, which wasn't really therapeutic for me. And just generally, my husband was supportive-ish. He was not as emotionally invested as me. He never, Ross never was, to be honest. Ross And Ross even says now, like, I think I would have been cool if we didn't end up having children like I was neither here nor there but what broke his heart was seeing me in pain and it was at the beginning of the cycle I would feel hopeful a little bit like desperate a little bit like I was trying to do all the things then I would ovulate and it was like a flip was switched that all of a sudden I would start feeling really anxious I would start hyper analyzing any kind of symptom I would be convinced every single month that I was sensing implantation and that, I, you know, this this is it. I think that was implantation. The second that I got a bleed, even when, if, when it was close to my period, I would also convince myself and hope and pray that that was my implantation bleed. And then inevitably would be a crying heap on the floor. So disappointed. And I felt truly like I was sinking lower and lower and like... I got to this point where I seriously questioned every month whether I had the strength to continue trying to conceive, but actually I was so fearful that I had no purpose on this earth if I wasn't a mum, I was a shitty partner, like would he even want to be with me if we couldn't have children? What was I going to do? I, you know, like, and it was almost like I had this belief in the back of my mind that I would be a miserable old childless hag if I didn't have children. Like for the rest of my life, I'd be completely miserable. And it was all consuming. It was all I would think about. So we got to the fertility clinic. We then, you know, went through the treatments and things like that. IUIs, ovulation inductions, even though my ovulation was actually, I have to say, like, pretty much dead on 27 days and it always has been and yeah just generally sinking lower and lower and didn't have the emotional support that I needed I really needed emotional support back in those days and I didn't realize that I wasn't coping I was too bullheaded to realize that actually I was filled with so much anger and that 
trying to be strong and trying to cover up my feelings and trying to power through was actually just festering all of this heartache and anger deep down inside. I was pissed off. Like the reality is that I was pissed off, but I didn't know it. I was pissed off that everyone around me was conceiving. I was pissed off that one of my best friends, we went to her 30th, they didn't know I was trying to conceive. And she was like crying because she was like, I want to have my third child, but my husband doesn't want to. And I was like, fuck you. I'm like, I can't even have one, but she didn't know. And I just, you know, I had to go to the bathroom and uh, get my shit together without anyone knowing that. And it was just this deep heartache. It was this anger that stemmed from being, feeling really hurt, but I didn't even acknowledge that I had all of this anger building inside me. So I don't know if you can relate to those feelings, just feeling I was being left behind. Everyone was getting further ahead and I was getting further behind anyway. That was how I felt, but I refused to acknowledge it and I didn't have any emotional support. There were not fertility coaches. There were not mind-body programs. There were not fertility support groups. There was not a fertility tribe on Instagram. This was 2012 to 2014 that I was at the fertility clinic. And we then had our first IVF cycle and it was so hard, can I tell you? This was, we'd been trying to conceive now for two years I woke up on New Year's Eve feeling like death and it turns out that I had hyperstimulation but then I also found out that I was pregnant and then I had I had a medical miscarriage two days before I was due to find out whether there was a heartbeat but because my progesterone levels were so high, they were about 70 times the normal level of progesterone of a pregnant woman I wouldn't my body wouldn't recognize that it wasn't a viable pregnancy and naturally miscarried for like weeks and weeks I would be showing I would then have to have a DNC and so they said you need a medical miscarriage which is basically you take pills to um, end the pregnancy so that was freaking hard both physically and emotionally but I just remember saying to Ross that actually, I can't cope right now. Like, I don't know if I can do this. And I had a, you know, a few more instances where I realized number one, that I was angry, but number two, that actually, even though I was trying to be strong and cope on the outside, that emotionally deep down, I wasn't, and that this actually wasn't a healthy state to be in both physically and emotionally. It was not a healthy state. And that was the moment that I decided that actually the number one thing I need to do right now is not dive back into the fertility clinic. The number one thing I actually need to do is put on my own oxygen mask and make sure I was okay before starting to try and conceive. And basically that's what happened was that I started getting help and reading books and learning and taking courses and figuring out what I needed to do to to be okay. And I wish that I hadn't waited that long to get help because it was life-changing it, and it's given me so many skills that have helped me cope with all of these other really hard life events that have come since then. Infertility, I find, is often one of the first, I guess, traumatic life experiences that we have, but in actual fact, it's never, it's never ever the last one that we'll have. So it was really this process of trying to balance my body on an emotional, physical, spiritual level. And the moment that I knew that things had changed was this moment when I was sitting outside after going to an Indian restaurant with my friend and actually feeling calm and 
positive and hopeful during the two-week wait instead of this frantic, desperate energy that I have where it was like everything hinged on this one result and if I wasn't pregnant, then the whole world was going to collapse and please, 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 I need to be pregnant. This needs to happen. If this doesn't happen this cycle, like I'm, this is going to be fucked up, which was the energy that I had every other cycle. This time I was like, you know what? And I was rubbing my belly. I was like, I just feel really confident that this is going to work out and really calm. And for the first time, I'm just feeling really hopeful and positive about everything. And I just had this clarity and calm that I hadn't had before. And that was the moment that I knew that actually the work that I had done was really important. And that cycle failed. That was That's the most important part of this is that it wasn't like, and then I magically fell pregnant and it was all roses and skipping through fields of lavender. It wasn't. It failed. But I still had that calm energy about me. And that was the moment that I realized that actually this is really important, that women don't go through what I went through for as long as I went through. And, you know, since then, obviously I've read so many studies that support that learning, changing your perspective, learning how to put your body into like a calm state. You can hack that, can I tell you? This is not about like, think about just relaxing and then it magically happens. You can actually force your body into out of a like kind of stressed state. So out of fight or flight, you can actually hack that. And I didn't know that. And it's not the same as saying just relax because actually that does the opposite, right? Like when someone says just relax, it actually makes you so much freaking more tense and anxious. And I guess that's essentially what I do. So I help fertility warriors who were like me, type A fertility warriors who are stressed as fuck and realizing that all of the emotional stuff that we have been taught or haven't been taught is actually not working. And so I help you develop emotional resiliency a happier mindset. I help you feel calmer. I help you feel more confident. I help you optimize your fertility, both coming from your brain, helping your brain change your physiology, but also in terms of optimizing your fertility. You know that we talk about all sorts of uh, physical stuff on this podcast. And to conceive faster, there's so much research now that shows better retrieval rates, better miscarriage rates. There's one study that showed 75% of women who undertook a particular program regained, like there were women who weren't ovulating, that they regained ovulation compared to 10% in the control group. The studies are massive. So I'm here to help women conceive faster. And actually, I don't know if you know, but you can work with me. And it's basically like supercharging the podcast. Um, and there's some things that I just can't teach you on the podcast. So I have a mind body program. I am such a wholehearted believer in mind-body programs, and I have a mind-body program that is 12 weeks long, and it's so comprehensive. It's so much cheaper than therapy or fertility coaching or any of that, and it comes with lifetime access. So you have this ongoing access to me, to the program, to updates and everything until you fall pregnant and beyond. It'll help you cope with parenting. It'll help you cope with the whole thing, and it's like a one-time investment unless you decide to go with the 12-month payment plan. Um, We've just put in a 12-month payment plan this year, and I don't know how long that will last for, but that is the program that I have. And so if you are struggling on this journey, maybe you can relate to some of the things that I've said, then you might be interested in that program. The number one thing that I want to offer you, though, is something that is completely free, and that is the three biggest game changers on my journey and how they helped me fall pregnant sooner. 
It's a free PDF. And how did I fall pregnant so soon after that failed cycle? And what were the things that really changed the game and why did they change the game for me? So if you would like to download that free PDF, then go to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y slash fertility warriors game changes. So bit.ly slash fertility warriors game changes and you'll be able to download that as I said it's completely free and you know this is what I'm here to help you do and this is how I can help you with something that is totally free in addition to obviously my totally free Instagram and podcast you can find me on Instagram at Robin Birkin and I share a lot of funny stuff including (laughs) me on TikTok Uh, I'm basically embarrassing myself, but I share a lot of infographics and really helpful tips on Instagram. So that is how I can help you. You're already listening to the podcast and you're amazing, but I can also help you in those ways too. So don't forget to go and download that free PDF. I promise it'll be really helpful and it talks a lot more about my journey, what I did, what I went through and things like that. Have a great day, fertility warriors. Bye. Oh, Nelly, don't go anywhere just yet. I need to tell you about a few more things before you go. The first one is that if you haven't signed up to my Ultimate Fertility Library, then you're missing out. It's free. I have a library of resources just for you and you can get access at robinburkin.com library. There are cheat sheets, ebooks, meditations, affirmations and so much more and it's all free. Head to robinburkin.com library to get access today. And lastly, warrior, I'm not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And this information is for information and inspirational purposes only, based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information in this podcast for professional healthcare, financial or other advice. Always consult your own professionals first. And know that in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. If you'd like to know more about my terms and conditions, head to my website at robinburkin.com. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.